You're listening to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe, the European Association for Solar Power. Join us as we shine a light on the latest developments in the solar sector. Hello and welcome to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe. I'm your host, Lucas Clark Memler, and in this new series, Solar Success in Africa, I will discuss inspiring solar projects from across the African continent with a range of guests. This series has been developed in cooperation with Get Invest, a European program that aims at mobilizing investments in decentralized renewable energy projects, supported by the EU, Germany, Sweden, the Netherlands, and Austria. In this episode, I'm looking forward to speaking with Marian Walpert, co-founder and co-CEO of Simu Solar. So thanks for being here with us today, Marianne. My pleasure. And uh, first off, can I ask where you're calling in from? Yes, I'm calling from Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. Okay. And uh, is it sunny over there in Tanzania? Well, it's a little overcast today, but it's still warm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure. So why don't we just get right into it with you uh, introducing yourself to our listeners and discussing the background and, and the mission of SimuSolar? Okay, I'd be happy to. My name is Marianne Wolpert, and as you mentioned, co-founder and co-CEO of Simu Solar. Simu Solar was founded in Tanzania six years ago, in 2014, and one year ago we expanded into Uganda. Our mission is to provide rural East Africans with equipment that allows them to increase their productivity and their incomes. This equipment is powered by solar electricity for off-grid use. We also provide financing so the equipment's affordable. That's, that's great. That's a good intro. I'm hoping to discuss a little bit more specific about why you chose Africa for the project and also perhaps more specifically Tanzania. And if there was anything about the energy mix, the regulatory framework, or just uh, opportunities you recognize there. Yeah, I first came to Tanzania in 2007, and I had already been working in the photovoltaic industry in the United States for over 20 years and had seen the industry grow tremendously from small off-grid applications to utility-scale systems. When I came to Tanzania, I saw the need for modern equipment and the lack of electricity access throughout most of the country. Since photovoltaic panels make it possible to power equipment of any size, this technology enables us to leapfrog the requirement for a utility grid in order to modernize the equipment available to rural Africans. So I just saw an opportunity looking around to really be able to make a difference in people's lives just by being able to offer them locally accessible electricity. Mm. And I think something that I know a lot of our listeners might first think when when hearing about solar projects in Africa is this fear of, of regulatory challenges, of infrastructural difficulties, or just sort of general issues in that regard. So I thought we might start with you discussing some of the challenges that you've had to overcome, and if there was anything in particular with your project that you had to sort of find a way to manage before your success. There are indeed challenges to working in East Africa. The regulatory environment can be difficult to navigate the tax structure on equipment, import duties seems to be a constantly changing structure. For us, for example, after we were selling solar fishing lights for nighttime fishers on Lake Victoria, we encountered resistance on the part of local officials and had to wait more than a year for the ministry to establish a formal policy for this type of equipment. 
since the technology is new, we had no way of predicting what type of regulation would be required or how to initiate it. Of course, infrastructure is also a challenge, although Tanzania is making great strides in terms of paved roads, providing easier transport, as well as a more stable electricity grid, although the majority of Tanzanians still do not have access to the national grid. So there are, you know, local challenges as well as regulatory challenges. Yeah, no, I can imagine that can be difficult, especially for those that don't have sort of previous knowledge of the country. Another aspect that can prove challenging is financing. Um, I mean, that's an issue for solar projects anywhere, but it's, you know, it's, it's a particular issue for, for setting up a new, a new project in Africa. So could you talk about your experience with financing and if you were able to sort of call on any instruments for support? Financing is absolutely critical. Without financing, the rural population would not be able to purchase solar-powered productive equipment. Our strategy has been to raise debt to finance working capital, including purchasing of goods, inventory, and the client payment plans. This funding has been available thanks to innovative crowdfunding platforms like Lend-A-Hand and Kiva. There are also a handful of innovative funds focused on equipment financing, such as Venture South. The greater challenge in our sector is long-term funding partners, be it equity, convertible notes, or unrestricted grants. This kind of funding is critical to capitalize balance sheet, therefore be bankable for debt funders. So the two go hand in hand. We've been lucky to develop aligned partners like the Dune Foundation, Chroma Impact Investments, Acumen Fund, Impact Capital, and the Seagal Family Foundation. In the early and growth stages, our preferred long-term instrument has been the convertible note, as it's a low cost from a legal perspective and can be raised on a rolling basis, which has worked well for us. It also postpones evaluation conversation until the company is past the high growth phase and a bit more predictable. Uh, that's interesting to get to get some more specific insight there. I think that was a helpful sort of overview of the the details of sort of setting up a project, but I thought we'd maybe turn now to discussing the positive impact that, that Simu Solar has had. So maybe a general question could just be, how has, how has your project improved the lives of people in the region? The fundamental challenge faced by rural Tanzanians and East Africans in general is their ability to earn a good income. With increased incomes comes better education, better nutrition, better health care, better local services, access to information, and generally more life choices. By supplying people with modern tools to increase their productivity and their incomes, we're improving pretty much every aspect of their lives. Uh, in particular, when a farmer switches from manual watering or depending only on rain for their farm, and they switch to a solar water pump, they're able to at least double their income and oftentimes much more than that. A reliable water source means that they can grow crops year-round and the quality is much better. Labor requirements are less so they can expand their cultivation area. And it's, you know, it's just one tool there, but just that one having access to affordably be able to acquire that one tool really can have a huge impact on their income. Yeah, no, that, that sounds like that can have a really positive impact. I know that you emphasize a productive use and have chosen sort of agriculture and fishing applications. So I'm wondering yeah, if you can just sort of speak more on that as well as, you know, kind of the general benefit of using solar instead of diesel pumps. 
Yeah, we've chosen agriculture and fishing because most of the rural population do engage in these activities to find their livelihood. We started with fishing lights and a range of solar water pumps. However, our hardware development and service network has prepared us for launching additional equipment packages to support a developing agriculture sector. The benefits of solar panels over diesel includes less pollution, of course, but also much greater income since they don't have the recurring cost and hassle of supplying fuel as well as generator maintenance. So it's both environmental and financial benefit to be using solar instead of diesel. Yeah, that makes sense. I also know that the pay-as-you-go model is quite important for your business. So can you say a little bit more about that? We couldn't do this business without pay-as-you-go. Most services here, like utilities, including phone, electricity, and water, they're all prepaid in Tanzania. So similarly, the loans we give for our equipment are prepaid or pay-as-you-go in the sense that payment is required before the equipment will be able to work. The pay-as-you-go platform is based on the remote controls and monitoring equipment that we build into our systems. And the payments are easily made and tracked using mobile money. In other words, payments made by phone. So the customers are able to make the payments. We can remotely monitor and track the payments as well as turn the equipment on and off. And this is how we're guaranteed that our customers don't forget to make their payments. So it really enables us to offer financing, which before mobile money was available, when people had to go around and manually collect payments, it was really quite unworkable. So it makes it a, a, you know, possible to scale and really expand this technology now that we do have that pay-as-you-go technology. And can you tell us about the future plans of, of Simu Solar? You mentioned recently expanded into Uganda, but I'm wondering... Have you thought about expanding into other African markets or just sort of in general what the, uh, what the future holds? Currently, Simu Solar is focused on profitability and unit economics in the near term. Each of our existing markets, both Tanzania and Uganda, are large with significant runway. As we grow in each country, we see economies of scale as we leverage our leadership teams and our lower customer acquisition costs and as we become a well-known brand across each country. For the balance of this year and next, our focus will likewise be on our existing territories. So we will also explore new product lines. So with funding and product partners, we'll evaluate the viability of cold chain, refrigeration of various sizes, agro-processing, and water as a service for a number of market statements. As we look past 2022, new country expansion is, is certainly in the cards. We're, we're absolutely thinking about it already. Depends on the partnerships that we line up and the existing ecosystem. It's, you know, it's certainly true that there are diseconomies of scale in entering new country markets, especially at the outset. So we balance those against the benefits of diversification and long-term scaling and leveraging RIP, like market knowledge and processes, systems, hardware, and manufacturing relationships. So it's, it's not an immediate next step, but we absolutely do have our eye on expanding into new countries. Well, that sounds very exciting. And sort of as a final note, looking you know, big picture, what changes do you expect to see in the African solar sector in the next decade, let's say? So whether in uh, East Africa or, or even uh, on the continent at large? 
I certainly expect to see the use of photovoltaic power increasing dramatically in Africa in the next decade. There will be more grid-connected generation now that the cost of that rivals that of any other generation sources. And, of course, there's plenty of sunlight in sub-Saharan Africa. There will be more mini-grids installed to serve villages as the residential demand increases. And there will be more off-grid solar home and also more off-grid productive use applications. All of these are really perfect applications of PV technology. And they're growing already and will no doubt continue to grow. We see the sector of off-grid productive use to have great potential. That's where we're focused because the majority of the population is rural and the majority of the population is gaining their livelihood from farming. So it's not, it's not the low-hanging fruit for grids or even mini-grids. So the off-grid productive equipment is ideal for that, that sector. Since the farms are large and spread out, it makes it easier to have you know, small distributed generation. And photovoltaics is so scalable that it's very economical for powering equipment really of any size. So, yeah, I, I think the entire sector is going to grow enormously over the next decade. I have no doubt. Great. So do you have any final message to send to our listeners? It's a long journey for us and every other successful player in this space. You have to have a learning mindset, conservative cash outlook, and flexibility to cope with the many unknown unknowns that this market inevitably presents. You need to have a clear focus, as we have had with our productive use, which we started in 2016. Without that focus, it's too easy to get distracted by the many opportunities there are here in these pioneer markets. You have to have a good team to weather the challenges and to provide a diversity of skills in what are necessarily multi-competency businesses in these early stages. And you need to have your partners in the sector, as we're all in the sector building business and need to work together to educate users, inform policymakers, connect with funders, and develop capacity in this sector. We are appreciative of Get Invest for being a great partner along those lines in building this community. So thank you for that. Great. And thank you for your time, Marianne. We wish you all the success in the near future and appreciate you uh, coming and speaking with us. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for your effort, Lucas and Beatrice both. Many emerging markets are outpacing developed markets in terms of solar scale-up, while other attractive markets still lack capital and infrastructure for large-scale deployment. Solar Power Europe's Emerging Markets Workstream identifies business and cooperation opportunities in emerging markets outside of Europe, with the aim of contributing to energy transitions around the world. Get Invest is a European program supported by the European Union, Germany, Sweden, the Netherlands, and Austria which supports investments in decentralized renewable energy projects. It targets private sector business and project developers, financiers, and regulators to build sustainable energy markets. Learn more at www.get-invest.eu. Thanks for listening, and until next time, shine on.